Hi everyone, welcome to the SoFlo Real Estate Show. It is Mortgage Monday and we're going to be talking about a great topic today. So I know you're all going to be very, very thrilled. My name is Athena Chalikas Barokis. I'm not only the creator and the host of the show, but I'm a top producer and award-winning realtor here in South Florida. Today we're going to dive into the hot topic of pre-approvals and we're going to really talk about what are the different types of pre-approvals and which pre-approval is really working best for today's hot market, super hyper competitive South Florida. So stay tuned for that. And before we get started, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to this show, add your comments or follow us. Love to have you aboard. So Julie, welcome. Welcome to SoFlo Real Estate Show. I'm glad you're here. It's always good to have a friend and a colleague in the house. So welcome. Yes. Always, always amazing to be there. We appreciate you having us. Absolutely. You know, having an expert on home loans, especially on a mortgage Monday with everything that's going on here in South Florida, I can't tell you how valuable it is. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come on out. Absolutely. So last week we talked about a really great topic. We talked about interest rates and um, that was really appropriate because we're always hearing headlines and buyers are on the fence and they don't know whether or not they should come back in. So I think we really clarified, you know, how interest rates are determined and what they can expect in the future. And basically it's kind of where it is, is what it is. Correct. Correct. But, and so this week, what I really wanted to do is talk about pre-approvals. You know, it's the 20 years of being a realtor and in different markets. We have buyer markets, we have seller markets, and we have traditional markets. But the pre-approvals, you know, those are always so important. And buyers don't really understand that when they're talking to a lender, they're talking rates. And we did that last week. But what they really need to understand is what can a lender can provide them to help them become more competitive, to win their offer, especially in South Florida, where we have multiple offers all day long. Um, so what I'd like to start off with from you is maybe you can tell us a little bit about what is a pre-approval and we can kind of start from there. So a pre-approval is something that you're going to want to bring into, um, you know, bring into an offer. A multiple offer situation. A pre-approval essentially just gives uh, the seller the confidence uh, that you're actually going to be able to close when all is said and done. Um, and so, you know, when when you come into you know meeting with a client or meeting with or meeting with um, you know a realtor, you want to make sure that you're definitely ready to go and ready for uh, what's to come. You know, you said something very good um, that I picked up on being able to win the offer, right? You know, I just had two listings that sold in four days. One was a condo in Miami. One was a beautiful little uh, single family home up in Lake Worth. Four days on the market, multiple offers, two different types of properties. And so you're right. You know, you have to give the seller the confidence that you're going to be able to fund because at the end of the day, funding is really what counts, transferring exactly. the property, right? Yes. <laughs> Exactly. And that's what your game is all about is funding. So, exactly. uh, <laughs> so I definitely get that. I'd like to talk about now kind of switching it up is the types of pre-approvals. And I would like to do it in an order of the least confidence maybe a seller could have or the least amount of verification a lender is providing in their type of pre-approval. 
to kind of what the golden egg is of the pre-approvals. And so each one I'm going to give to you, Julia, the ones that you gave me, but we're going to start at the very lowest and work our way up. And I'd like you to explain to our listeners and viewers, you know, exactly what it is, how it's obtained, and where the benefit of that type of pre-approval would come into play in an offer process. Does that sound good? Sounds perfect. Love, love these topics. It's my favorite. <laughs> I know. So let's start with what's called a pre-qual or a pre-qualification. Can you talk to about, about that particular one? Absolutely. So a pre-qualification is um, essentially what happens is someone will call me. Uh, they'll tell me, you know, I, you know, I have a family of four. I'm looking to buy, you know, a $750,000 house and I'm looking, um, you know, I have a job. Uh, I've had a job for five years. I want to, um, you know, I, I, I had a job for five years. I make about $250,000 a year and I don't, I own my cars and I have, I have no debt really. So as a lender, I'm like, okay, this guy is great. He has an established job. He knows where he's going. He's moving up for his kids. It's a good price range. He has no debt, so he will be approved. So you are pre-qualified, pre-qualified for your mortgage with that case. Um, the issue with that is, is that maybe the business that he owns is self-employed business and he writes off, you know, which most people do, uh, writes off $150,000 a year. Well, he has no debt, he has no car, but he also really doesn't have much money to work with um, as far as purchasing a home. Uh, so that's where it could be a little troublesome. Okay. All right. So somebody's calling you, somebody you don't know, and yeah. they're giving you very basic information but you don't really understand what's behind that onion skin because you haven't had a chance to really verify any of their income, where it's coming from, any of the sources, what type of debt they have. It's just simply a conversation. Is that correct? Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And so you issue, it's called a pre-qualification and that buyer goes shopping for their dream home. And um, as a realtor, I have to tell you, as a realtor, I see the word pre-qualification. I'm like, ah, I can't run. take you shopping. Yeah, run. I can't take you shopping. This, your pre-qualification has no merit to it other than that brief conversation you had with the lender. So I'm always sending buyers right back to the lender, asking them to get something different, which we're going to talk about. Um, so I really appreciate the fact that you explain what a prequal is, and maybe that's not the best uh, pre-approval pre that you can have when you're going out in a multiple offer situation. Correct. Um, the next one, which is very popular, is called DU, which is desktop underwriting, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of difference of opinions on what a desktop underwriting pre-approval is. So just in its plain basic form, what is a desktop underwriting pre-approval? So a desktop, so people will argue back and forth that a desktop's the same as a pre-approval, but the, the issue with desktop is that you, when as a lender, um, I will take all your information that I've gotten from you so far, and I put it into a computer system. And now this computer system will allow me to pull credit. It'll allow me to do all, all, um, you know, I can look for, you know, how long you've worked at a job. Like, you know, it just gives you the option to do a lot of stuff with a pre with a pre uh, I'm sorry, with a, a DU essentially 
I could in theory, just go in and type whatever I wanted. And maybe, maybe, you know, I didn't actually put the taxes in yet. So a DU Hmm. at the end will say, uh, we need your taxes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I've, uh, you know, that I've gotten the taxes and I realize that he only makes $50,000 yet, you know, because if I don't have it in hand, um, you know, I could just put in whatever I want. And essentially what, you know, I, I mean, you know, you don't, you wouldn't do that because in the process of a pre-approval, you get all of your information together and put it in. So the DU kind of doesn't really, you really want um, to kind of have insight on the budget and how attractive the buyer is. And with the DU, you don't always have to have all that information. Okay. All right. So you're really putting it in and what is it coming back with the system? Kind of a pass fail or yeah, what is it, says it pass fail. It'll, it'll say pass fail and then it'll give you a reason, a couple of different reasons that you can, you know, kind of put it together um, and the, what the reasonings are behind it. Um, so it'll give you a pass or fail for sure. Um, but the, but when we move on to the next step, which is a pre-approval, you know, you kind of get, you, you solidify all that info. Right, right. So we have really so far two steps. One is the first phone call. And then you're taking the information from the phone call, you can put it into your desktop underwriting system. But we want to go past that because so far as a realtor, I'm still not feeling all that comfortable in the competitive market. So let's go to our third choice, which is the pre-approval. So tell us a little bit about what the pre-approval looks like. So a pre-approval, a pre-approval is going to give you insight, you know, on your budget. So we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about exactly how much it is that you're looking for. You know, purchasing a home is a major investment, investment. Um, and since the majority of homeowners aren't paying for it up front, it's just a good idea to know like what those budgetary limits are. Um, it also makes you an attractive buyer. So with a pre-approval, you're like in, you're indicating to the seller that you're serious. You've pulled your credit. You've gone to the bank. You've uploaded documents. You've gotten you know your taxes and talk to your talk to your um, you know if there's any extensions or anything like that. I have all of that. Um, it gives you room to negotiate. So with a pre-approval, you have some flexibility in your bargaining and your negotiations. So when a seller knows that a buyer is ready and qualified for the offer amount, the seller may be more likely to, you know, compromise if they know that that purchase itself is a sure thing. Um, right. It also allows you to close faster. Um, so when you close on the on the house, you know, you want to make sure that you're organized and you're ready to go. Has the buyer already started their application process at this point? Yes. At this they point, have. they have, yes. At this point, they, they fill out the application. You put all of the information in of what, what it is that you're looking for. And then that's when we can go over it together line by line, debt by debt, you know, uh, asset by asset. So as a lender, where do you feel most comfortable? Are you most comfortable in the pre-approval process at this end? At this point, the pre-approval process is only the only way that I go. Um, you know, because I, you know, I need to, to see all that information, you know, I need to know that you're not getting yourself into a bad situation and I don't want to waste my seller's time. I don't want to waste the agent's time or the title company. So I really do everything up front to get all that taken care of right away. No, I think that's great. And the one thing I have found over the years is during this pre-approval time, maybe the buyer can't go out immediately to buy a home, but what they can do is maybe change their debt around, maybe pay down something. They can really you know, make a difference, what we call the debt to income ratio, which is the key. Um, 
in order to do that. Do you have an example that you can share where you were, you know, you went through the pre-approval and you were like, whoa, we got to stop yeah. for a few months. So let's fix oh, cool. this up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we do, we do some fun things like what if simulators, like what if, if I pay down this credit card to this amount, you know, it'll, it'll jump up. But one of the, the main things that really, really, um, you know, I feel is, you know, relevant in where we are right now is I had a buyer come in and uh, want to purchase a home, but she had $150,000 worth of student loans. Whoa, um, but that's so not she, uncommon nowadays either really, though, right? It really, really isn't. And let's no. be honest, when COVID happened, what happened was the, the government put a stop on paying for it. So they, it's what it's called deferred. So the mm. payments are deferred. So they're not making payments on it anyway. So like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to buy a house, you know? And you're like, well, if you're deferred, what happens is Fannie or Freddie will charge a certain amount. So let's just for easy numbers, they'll charge 1% of the total amount due as a monthly obligation for you. Whoa. So if you have so 300000 which some people do. Yep, they do. That's a lot of money. Wow. So what we were able to do is we kind of looked at all of that. I had her call, you know, I had her call the student loan company and just say, hey, listen, we're coming out of COVID. I can make payments, but unfortunately I can't make a $3,000 payment. I can make $250 a month and we can make this happen. And so that's what happened. They put her on a payment plan. She didn't get $250. She had to pay $350. <laughs> that's a lot of debt. But what ends up happening is, they set it up on a program that's affordable so that it doesn't mess with your income, your debt to income ratios. Okay. All right. So she was able to make that change yeah. on her student loans and then she was able to qualify for the loan. Yes. Correct. For the higher loan amount that she was looking for. That's a nice story. That yeah. is a nice story. But had she gone with just the pre-qual, this would have come up somewhere in the process and it could have affected her ability to close. Correct. Yep. She, this could have come up in, in, in some lenders, this comes up in the second, third week. Once the underwriter finally gets the documents mm. and is reading it and is like, Whoa, these student loans, you can't, you know, you can't have zero payment on these student loans. You're going to have to put 1%. So now you're three weeks into it. You've already paid for the appraisal. You've already paid for the inspection. And now it's like, wow, this is crazy. So you definitely have to make sure that you're prepared for yourself and, you know, obviously for the sellers and everyone else. Yeah, no, I like that. And I think that's why it is so important that buyers not only look at the rate, but they put the rate aside and really start talking to the lender about how they can really put together a package so that way they can compete in this South Florida market. So Correct. let's take it one step further, which is I call the golden egg. And I have some examples as well. But I want to talk about what's called, you know, we call it in the real estate world, the underwriting pre-approval. So can you tell yes. us a little bit about that particular product? Yeah, the underwritten pre-approval is going to always be your best option. Um, we were very, we were in a great situation where we were very blessed uh, with having everybody. We had so many underwriters during COVID because it got so crazy that um, we have the most amazing 
amazing underwriters in all different different states working remotely to help us with loans. And so once the business started to go down, we were like, well, we don't want to get rid of that. You know, we don't want to like fire people. We want to make sure that we're, you know, utilizing these amazing you yeah. know, people that we have. So we came up with a credit commitment. Um, and what that was is it really helps you to you submit the paperwork. It takes a couple of days longer. So maybe it's three days instead of a normal traditional 24 hours, 48 hours. Um, but I, as the underwriter will, or I, as the loan officer will go in and put all the information. I submit it to my underwriter. My underwriter looks at it, verifies everything, calls the business, call, you know, make sure Bank of America's, you know, everything's good and everything looks good. And then they issue a stamp called a credit commitment, which means that the only thing you need to close is title and your appraisal. And as long as those two things come out great, then you're good to go. So you can offer 21 day closings. You can offer 10 day commitments. You have all kinds of flexibility. And that's really important. I want the buyers to hear that one more time. It's like having cash. So the yeah. only two things that you really need in order to fund or to close is what again, Julie? Uh, so the, the, the fund and closes you the appraisal and your title. So the title work to make sure that the property is secure and good and that nobody, you know, someone's cousin can't come back and say that it's theirs and the appraisal, which is essentially the house. So we got to make sure that it doesn't need a new roof or it has poly pies. On You're just kidding. We can fix like all that. of that. We can fix <laughs> all of that. But um, yeah, I think, and you know, that's so important when we talk about pre-approvals and looking for the right lender and making sure that the buyers have the right tools in order to buy, you know, you go into an offer process and I know you see this on the back because you work with lots of realtors and they go in and they have, you know, six, seven offers. It's not the 30 offers anymore. They goodness but six yeah. seven offers per property that's a lot of offers yes. and if everybody's coming through with a pre-call a pre-approval this that you know when you can say to a seller look this offer hasn't been underwritten everything has been verified this paper is like cash yeah. and we can close the buyer can close in 21 days they just need these two items this is all it's going to take it does work because yes. sellers don't want to go back on the market. No, no, right? they, don't they do go. not want to go back on the market. They, and, and you have to pay taxes for that month. You have to pay insurance for that month. So it's like the money just keeps adding up. And most people, you know, get their house first so that they can get secure. So now right. they're paying two mortgages and two taxes. And so people want to make sure, and especially in multiple offer situations, sometimes they'll take less money just to know that they can, you know, that they're in a, in a, in a great situation. It's true. It's true. And then and, you'll have... Um, You'll have some lenders that just go even that extra mile, um, you know, which uh, I don't know if you're talking about that. Um, you know, they go the extra mile where they, you know, like we do a credit commitment, 100%, um, you know, pre-approval promise. And what that means is that we allow, um, because of the fact that it's so, it's underwritten, nothing's going to go down, nothing's going to fail. But if for whatever reason it does, we will pay up to $10,000 to the seller. So not only are, are you going to, are the seller going to be able to access like your deposit? Like, let's just say if they need, they'll also get $10,000 on top of that. And the, the buyer, 
you're going to get your inspection back, your appraisal back, all of that. We're going to pay that back to you because we don't want you to waste your time either. And, and we want this to close as much as you do. So it's really good. Yeah. And that's the name of the game. You know, we want it to close and um, sellers are getting a lot smarter. I have to say they're getting a lot smarter. I had a sale the other day and um, we won a multiple offer here in Weston and it was a beautiful lakefront home. My client's offer was not the highest, but they didn't need to be the highest because they had an underwritten pre-approval and the seller was moving back to, um, well, they're moving out of state. They're moving to Seattle. They had already bought a home. So you know, you put these urgent matters or these criteria in place, and the last thing they want is to have a buyer come through and have the mortgage not work for whatever reason, for whatever reason, right? Yeah. And so to have that underwritten pre-approval was a great way of providing, you know, clarity for the seller, you know, comfort level for the buyer, and you know, everybody was working toward the transaction. So it made a huge difference. It really does. You know, I think, um, you know, in the 20 years and how long have you been doing lending, Jolie? Uh, lending I've been doing for six years, but I've been in the real estate business for about 20. That's true. You have. So we've been in it about the same time. I was thinking 20 yeah. years for lending, but you're right. You're right. But, yeah. um, you know, even as we see things change, a buyer's market, traditional market, condos, single family, you know, even luxury homes use a loan here and there, right? But at the end of the day, everybody wants to feel comfortable that the lender's going to write the check and the keys are going to transfer. And so mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's a better product out there than a pre-approval the underwritten no. pre-approval and it takes the how many more days three five days you know yeah, two that's days, not a lot two of time yeah and if, yeah. if the buyer is um you know if the buyer is very cooperative it could be 48 hours you know depending you know and that's what's so great is that it's all done in-house like a bank of america can't do that because it's you know, it's, it's hard for them to do a credit commitment because they need to go through those proper channels because they get paid by the hour, you know, so they get paid regardless. Whereas in, you know, in, in another situation, when people do credit commitments, they really are invested in the property and their time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every lender's different. That's why I like having different lenders on because everybody has their own processes. But you're right. Yeah. Though, the, you know, if you need a pre-approval underwritten, it's going to take a few extra days, but it's definitely doable. And in that process, you make sure as a buyer that you're actually qualifying and you don't have to do anything different in order to have that pre-approval. So you're strong and you're ready to go. So I think that is great. So um, let's talk about you know, the, um, what was I going to say? Um, the time frame. So I just want to go back to the time frame. So for a prequel, we're talking about a conversation on the phone and yeah, then I could hang up. for pre and, and, and <laughs> type the letter. Yeah, I can hang up <laughs> and, and send type it. the letter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And the pre-approval, we're talking maybe one or two days and two for days, an yeah. underwrit and for an underwrit, we're talking about maybe about three, three to or five days. Hours. Yeah. 72, yeah, hours. 72 hours. 
I think it's great. I think it's absolutely yeah. great. Now you had also mentioned your own product and I want you to give a little bit more time to that because I, you know, you come on here and I like to have my guests have an opportunity to talk about what differentiates them in the marketplace. So talk about one more time about your commitment letter. Yeah. So just the commitment letter, you know, it, it really just backs, backs the loan a hundred percent. So we give, um, you know, it, we, we pretty much put our money where our mouth is. So meaning that if for whatever reason the loan doesn't cut, doesn't close, um, that we will give 10 up to $10,000 to the, uh, bar to the actual seller, uh, for not performing. Um, and I would like to just point out that we've been doing that for a really long time and we've never paid that out. <laughs> so I was going to ask you how many times has that been yeah. paid out? Zero. Yeah. Meaning we, yeah, which means, I mean, we've been in the business for 26 years, so we were through it all. We've been through it all. So, um, you know, we know that we don't like to waste time. We don't like to waste our time. And we want to make sure that you feel comfortable, that you're ready to go, and that your offer's strong, and that you're good to go. I like it. I love that. So, um, you know, just to recap for our audience, there's four different types of pre-approval from the lease verification to the, you know, to the golden goose of pre-approvals or the golden egg is that we have the pre-qualification, which was a phone call. We have the DU, which means the information has been inputted into a system with a pass fail. Then we move into the pre-approvals where you have as a buyer, you have the opportunity to review your financial status and situation with your lender or your loan officer. And then we have the underwritten pre-approval, which means everything has been verified and it's like going shopping with cash. So um, I hope all of this information was extremely valuable. And I hope that when you go out to a loan and you're talking to your loan officer and you're trying to figure out which loan officer to entrust your transaction with is that you talk about these pre-approvals and find out which one they offer and whether or not it's good for your particular situation. So Julie, thank you again for joining us. I love having you on our show. I truly do. And for you out there, if you found this information interesting, valuable or you just want to learn more about the home purchase process pre-approvals interest rates you know i hope you go ahead and subscribe or contact us directly the information will be in the comment section below so julie again thanks for coming by i really appreciate it okay everyone have a great day we'll see you next week and we're going to be talking about credit worthiness i hope to see you then bye